Hello, everyone, and welcome. First episode. First episode. So exciting. Of message on the machine. Um. So I'm Mitch, and I'm Age. How do you feel? Oh, I am feeling a mixture of things. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Well, I think that's normal. You Excited. A little bit nervy, but overall, so happy to be here. This well, is yeah. I mean, it's the maiden voyage, isn't it? Absolutely. Ships leaving the dock. Pack your bags. We're leaving. All um, aboard. And we're going to pop a bottle to celebrate our first episode. Um, as we usually would, anything exciting in our lives started with the mimosa. Obviously, always a mimi. Get the OJ in there. Get That's your five it. and two happening for the day. Alrighty, one, two. Oh, hey. beautiful. And we're live. Hey, hey, hey. Well, thank God we've, you know, aged. Yeah, I'm not sure who those guys are, but I never want to see them again. <laughs> they do love a drink, though. Yeah, we love that about us. Should we jump into the main event? Absolutely. Hi, you've called Age and Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine's first birthday. Another gritty conversation by smooth operators. Surely you know what to do. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Well. (laughs) Well, 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 I've had a couple of mimosas and I'm celebrating my first birthday. (laughs) Thanks everyone for coming. I'd like to thank my mum. <laughs> Happy first birthday, darling. Was that like a good drunk speech? Yeah, yeah, well done. Thank you. Happy first birthday to you. Cheers, Cheers to, to us. Don't copy me. <laughs> but yes, cheers to us. It is our first B day. Mm, very, very exciting day. I kind of feel like a parent who's celebrating their child's first birthday. I like, know. They're not going to remember it, but no. you've got to do it anyway, don't you? Absolutely. One of those things where you just put a lot of time and effort into it. <laughs> for nothing. The child could basically just be asleep for the day. <laughs> we should say for those who have maybe just listened and been a little bit confused about the beginning of this episode, those were the very, very first moments of our first ep. That ever hit the airwaves. The first words, in fact, <laughs> of this little child. Yeah. Its first words were, what was the first word? I know that we said excited like 19 times. <laughs> All I know is that that child has obviously a bit of a speech impediment or something. Yeah. <laughs> they were a bit shaky. Well, you sit down, you're thinking, we've got this in the bag. Easy yeah. peasy. I know yeah. how to talk. I've been doing it for 20 odd years. Can't shut me up. <laughs> Suddenly, blue lights on. Sweat. Panic. <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> Just a lot of positive words like excited. <laughs> yeah, so excited. If I'm more excited, I'll burst into flames and have a panic attack. <laughs> anyway, so we've yeah, obviously come a long way since then. We're a full 12 months down the track. Mm. And this week we are throwing it to a special style episode for you guys. We said we had something special in the works and we do... It's definitely taken me a little bit while in the cut and paste <laughs> studio. Yeah, it's a high demand editing suite sort of episode. We're doing a variety clip show. That's right. That's right. So throwing it back to our favorite bits. Mm, best bits, highlights. We actually did throw it to the listeners a couple of weeks ago and just sort of said, you know, what were some of your faves? Because I guess for us, when you're in it, it's kind of like one of those things we like, we we don't really know what, it all kind of blends into one for us a little bit. So it's just like everything I've ever said is quite funny. Yeah. So <laughs> and that. How does one narrow it down? Yes. The variety clip show is basically every episode just put together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 40 hour bonanza. You'll be listening to it for a whole nother 12 months. <laughs> Thank God. 
That's right. So we've got our best bits coming your way this week. And I will say that, yes, the cut and paste finally was good. But listening back, there were definitely some common themes that were on repeat. Yes. One being, you know, you were severely hungover for most of these records. On occasion. And you often had just come from some kind of (laughs) shit yourself incident. Yes, bodily functions. (laughs) Fluids flying here and there to Timbuktu. Ready, I've got a couple of runs. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and also your tumultuous journey of employment. Right. You recall. Yep. Thank you. How many you. jobs have you had since we started this show? Look, I think I'm going to throw that question out to the listeners, actually. And if anyone can DM me with the answer to that of how many jobs I've had, been in and out, I've resigned and started in the last 12 months, then... Hit me up. Maybe I've got a special prize for that special listener. Translation of that is, you have no idea. (laughs) Translation of that is, possibly yes, correct. (laughs) So, moving on, we're going to get started into our app. And I think everyone knows exactly how we love to start an episode here at Message on the Machine. And it is with, what did you have for dinner last night? Um, Yeah, maybe in the first eight episodes. (laughs) That's how it used to start. And then... (laughs) Turns out a lot of salmon from you. Yeah. So... We did used to start our apps with that one. We just thought it was a fun, like, you know, it's actually a question that I ask people like at work or like just, it's a good icebreaker. Mm. That's the reason why I threw it at you that day. And yeah, we did quickly realize that our palettes weren't as versatile as we would have liked. (laughs) Not a huge amount of variety there. Luckily, a lot more variety in what we Google. Correct. So what was the last thing you Googled is obviously one of our signature lines and segments that we do here on the show. And we've definitely had a few wild ones. Yeah. Some not so wild, though. Questionable. It's quite, like, um, confronting, isn't it? Like, so confronting. I definitely noticed I've been using incognito mode a lot more in the last 12 <laughs> months than I normally would. They're either, like, quite boring or, like, super embarrassing. They're kind of, like, one extreme to the other, I feel. Yeah. With that in mind, should we throw to one of our faves? Let's do it. Roll the tapes. The last thing I Googled was something that I was pondering late last night. Uh-huh. Um, the Google was, how do they build bridges over water? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Can you please... It's quite curious, what actually. What did you find? It's an interest... Like, it's quite an involved process. <laughs> Basically, they build... And this is my next question, because uh-huh. they build a fence uh-huh. around the area where the pole would go. The main pole in the middle. Correct. Yeah. How the fence is built... Anyone's guess. <laughs> That's not divulge. <laughs> yeah. Hogwarts. And then just pump the water out. Oh, so they clear the water out. Clear the water out, put up the pole, secure it to the ground. Holy moly. And then just refill. See, if I was a engineer, I probably would... I always thought you might have been. Learn, obviously, and I'm In a different expert. life. I'm obviously the right person to comment on this. Yeah. Because I'm just intelligent. But, um, no, I... <laughs> I would have thought that they would have had a way to build it in through the water, like navigate through the water. Like maybe we're just doing some sort of foundations. Well, I would assume that there would either need to be some kind of concrete drying element or a welding element. (laughs) Both things that just are not conducive in a wet space. We are probably the two most versatile human beings on the planet. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Mr. The Machine Engineering coming to you 2022. We've also stated on this show that we don't even know what a face toner is. (laughs) Why did we pick that Google? No one knows. Why did I Google it in the first place? Also, nobody knows. Do we know what a face turner is yet? 
still no. <laughs> no. So, yep. Obviously, we haven't made a lot of progress in all areas. As, yeah. yeah. You know, personal growth is not at an all-time high there. Do I still understand how they put bridges underwater? Well, I actually do know that now. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's no. good. Anyway. It's a classic example of us pretending to know more than we do. <laughs> Biting off more than we can chew. I mean, I will say that having to recount my Googles on the weekly has definitely left me, you know, accountable for the things that I type into my phone. It's quite confronting. It is. You're using um, private mode <laughs> more often than you would normally. <laughs> totally. And it's definitely something that sort of I found has caught on a little bit. Like I'm now asking people, you know, what I'm out for dinner, meet someone new. What was the last thing you Googled? I've met people new who have asked me. Wow. That's right. Fans. Yeah. True fans. Obviously. So moving on with the rest of the show, mm. because that's obviously the main event. There's been a few main events. Yeah. A couple of arenas we've been in. <laughs> Fighting for our lives. And I think a common theme, our tragic dating lives. Yeah, it's um, it's not a whole lot of good dating stories being shared on this podcast, unfortunately. I can safely say that a whole 12 months has gone past and not even one of us have been able to come to the studio and confess of any pure love or current boyfriend. Yeah, we're yet to snag one. So that's a huge confronting thing. So thanks so much for this time capsule. That is awesome. Can we talk though for a little bit about how this is potentially your fault? <laughs> Can you unpack that for me? I would like to roll a little clip now uh-huh. of maybe the reason that you are still <laughs> tragically alone, if you don't mind. Roll the tapes. Now, my first issue that I have, which is another red flag for me, which we'll just chime in on that one, is poorly dressed. Now, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be better than anyone here, but if you're poorly dressed, it's such an issue for me. Like, I can't get past it. You are so nitpicky on the clothes. I'm so fucking picky. It's really annoying. It's kind of annoying for me. Anyway, so... Well, paint the picture. What was he wearing? What's poorly dressed? First of all... Overall catfish because the <laughs> let's just start oh, let's yeah, just right. give him that heading. Are we talking like grinder catfish? Like he's been taking his photos from a high angle and maybe yeah, like he's just a bit like manipulation of the photo to a point where like okay, now looking back at the Instagram post the date, I was like okay, there's no good photos here of like you from the waist down. I didn't really realize you were that short because you've done all the like quite strategic. It's like a big thing for you. It's not a big thing, but you can't be that short. He was short, too short. Okay. Too short for me, so as if you're short out there. Um, you're off the list, you can't. He was wearing like a polo top, which, fine, but it was horrendous. Well, like a polo, like a collared polo. Correct. But it was what? Horrendous. Oh. It was just not a very nice okay. version. Okay. With the clincher here for me, which just sent me. So I so we say hello, whatever, and instantly I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, Adrian, you've been here for one second. Like, sit the fuck mm. down at least. Just say hello. Anyway, so I sit down and then I look down under the table and he's got these like bootleg (laughs) jeans that are just like fucking as wide as my auntie's thighs. Like they are just like... God, I feel like that just sounds like a really normal outfit. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like the jeans don't... They're not even like a fashionable flare. Like the the drop is like from about just under the crotch. Yeah, right. Wide as fuck. Over this, like, I can't even see your shoes because, like, they're also too long for oh, your home. they're ballooning over the shoes. They're ballooning over your shoe, And they're to the point where they're dragging on the floor and the back of the jean is fraying uh, and was a little bit wet because it had been raining outside. That's <laughs> tough. Yeah. 
like that I was just as soon as I saw that I was like oh no like I'm sorry but I don't want to date someone whose jeans are dragging in a puddle of water as you walk like that's just not someone I want on my arm and I don't think I should be shot down for that I mean god he probably just thought I've got my good jeans on he's got on a collared shirt (laughs) he's probably thought he's gone really non-offensive and you've just basically spat in his face pretty much spat on his wet hems and just walked (laughs) and walked out the door I just wanted to like grab some scissors and just sort of cut that off and be like, can you not see this when yeah. you're like, does this not, it's not weighing you down. It, you're yeah. saturated in the foot. Yeah. Well, that's tough. Anyway. Can you see now why this might be a you issue? I mean, look, <laughs> I'm looking. I, I stand by previous age and what he has to say. I mean, a wet hem has passed the test of time. It's a tough thing to come I back from. I still stand by. I'm not re- willing to walk down the street with a saturated foot. It's not who you want on your arm. No. And can I just say, side note, I've got some clips up my sleeve too, thanks very much. And <laughs> you haven't had the best dating history either. Yeah. Cool. Or maybe we could just talk about the time that you nearly killed one of your dates. <laughs> Two ways. Either yeah. alcohol poisoning, because you're in some fucked drinking competition like you always are with your dates. Yeah, well, it's one I want to win. I just don't understand. I need my wits about me. I can't be, you know. No doubt. If someone's looking me dead in the eyes and says, first one to the bottom... Yeah, well, that's true. I don't true. need to know about how many siblings you have or... Oh, well, maybe you interpret that a bit different <laughs> when you get to the end of this story because he ended up at the bottom of something else. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> it became very clear early on that this wasn't a date, it was a competition to see who could drink the most. Oh, God. And I was just thrilled with that, I obviously. I was going to say, duck to bloody water. So I'm like sitting there... Um, just drinking away, drink after drink after drink. We got a couple of bottles, then we were getting like mixers and then whatever else. And then Arbery, it got late enough that Arbery was kind of like closing. Mm-hmm. So then it's the thing of what's mm-hmm. next? Yeah. We're all a bit drunk. Yeah. And I feel like neither of us really knew if we were ending it there or... 12 months in the making. Kicking God. on or what's happening. How's that tension? And so he suggested let's go to Ferdy Dirk. Uh-huh. Which, for those who don't know it, is a bar in the city that's, like, up four flights of stairs or something. Yeah. Like, hidden away in the mm. rooftops of Melbourne. So, we're at Ferdy Dirk, just still drinking like fish, to the point where I was like, I'm going to lose this competition because I'm starting to feel really sick. <laughs> okay. And I can't be like... Oh, and I you're won't. a good drinker. I'm a good drinker. Yeah. No, I have drunk a stupid amount on this day. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to be sick. But I can't say that I don't oh. want another drink. So he's like, oh, should I get one more? And I was like, oh, yeah, last one. And then I ran to the bathroom and vomited. I was going to say, fucking nightmare. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm in the bathroom post-month in the mirror, <laughs> giving myself the pep talk. You can do this. Get back out there. Wipe down the brow. Like, <laughs> upper lips a bit sweaty. Fix yourself up. I, I looked great. Yeah. Stark place, whatever. Smelt awful, looked great. He's obviously had gone drink for drink for me all night. Uh-huh. Hasn't stuck in the takti. Uh. Suddenly <gasps> all hits him like a ton of bricks. No, 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 no. And he's like, I think we should go, blah, blah, blah. Like, keeping it cool, keeping it yeah, casual. Okay. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But you know. I was like, it's, it's coming up. Yeah. She's oh. about to blow chunks. <sighs> Hope, I mean, who knows, but maybe. <laughs> it's got some option. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're like leaving Ferdy Dirk at the top of the stairs. He turns to me to say something. Misses the step, mm. tumbles. Tina takes a tumble. Tina took Thomas the takes tumble. a tumble. <laughs> Thomas took the tumble of his life. I'm talking oh, ragdoll. Fuck. Top of the flight, out onto the street. Lands on his knees in the alley outside Ferdy Deck, head down. I'm up the top, 
hissing myself. I was going to say, I wouldn't have been able to not laugh. I couldn't even stand up. I was laughing so much. <laughs> like, I, like, I can't even explain it. it People was, falling gets me. I was just a mess. <laughs> like, I reckon I laughed for five minutes and I'm looking at him sprawled on the ground, pretty much. Just, like, kind of shaking as well. And I was like, oh, my God, he's laughing. This is so funny, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, I'm like, okay, he's not moved. So, I'm like, oh, are you okay? And she turns around and goes, I can't get up. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, I've obviously, like a gazelle, just leapt down the stairs <laughs> as dangerously as I can because I'm suddenly sober again. And After your month, you're all Get good. down the bottom. I'm like, that's okay. We'll just get you, you know, arm over the shoulder. I was like, we'll just get you up, blah, blah, blah. He's sobbing, crying, like oh hysterically crying. And I was like, it's okay, like, it's fine, it's funny, like, there's nothing wrong with falling over, like, that's great. <laughs> he's like, what? he's like, no, no, I've rolled my ankle, it's really sore, I don't think I can stand. Fuck so off. So I've got this guy, <laughs> arm over the shoulder, hopping to a nearby public bench. Fuck. I look down at his knee, he's ripped his jeans, pissing blood. Jesus. Pissing blood, oh. sobbing, crying. I was like, okay, let's just get you home, blah, blah, blah. Tap We're in the Uber. Out. We're in the Uber. He's like, I thought this was going so well, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> it's, oh, it's fine. Like, we can save this. So well. <laughs> yeah. So well, okay. I repeat. Okay, so that doesn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you got drunk and pushed someone down the stairs. See, I don't know what the um, manslaughter version of pushing someone down the stairs is, but mm. I don't think that I had any mea culpa or whatever Elwood says that would make me guilty. Well, funny you should say that because I've actually got a clip from your date here who can tell us what really happened. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you do not. No, I don't. But imagine... <laughs> <laughs> I was bricking it then. What if I did? Um, can I just say quickly, I think the real victims of our dating history seems to be a poor pair of jeans <laughs> that always has gone through some kind of trauma. <laughs> Some sort of hurricane, apparently. <laughs> a frayed hem or a ripped knee. I mean, look, we've both had our fair share. Let's not keep tabs. Yeah, we won't keep tabs, but I know that, you know, just still a dickhead. Cool. Yep. <laughs> look, I mean, I've always said if anyone still wants to date me after listening to this show, <laughs> then I know they're the one. And where are they, Dal? Where are they? Yeah, it's a lonely life. Let's throw back quickly to something from the ick. Mm-hmm. Because quite on topic of what we're talking about right now. Yeah, it's actually the boys' fault. They shouldn't be so icky. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, should we have a look at something that gives you the ick and just see what everyone thinks? Okay, hit me. Just say quickly because it definitely relates to me and it give, has given me actually personally the ick before. Sure. Hit me. Not opening your mouth enough when you kiss. Ah. Like, what the fuck is that about? Okay. Like, this kind of like weird fish mouth. <laughs> like... Open up, get it moving, <laughs> use the tongue in the right Spin spots. cycle on. Yeah, like, hello, the, turn the dryer on and start moving around. Would you like, ever mid-kiss be like to someone... Just want some WD-40 in there. This isn't working. <laughs> oh, I don't know about it's not working, but I've definitely... I feel like, okay, question. Yep. Do you think you're able to train someone to kiss better? Like, if you're a shit, if they're, like, relatively shit, do you think you can, like, kiss them enough that they kind of have to match your rhythm? I think you can learn anything. <laughs> okay. But I definitely have stopped mid-kiss before and been like, what is, what's going on here? Oh, okay. 
How bad you is know it? me? How bad is a bad kiss? Can you know me say? after 10 drinks. Oh. Nothing's off the table. The filter is stripped. Um, bad enough. Yeah. It was fish lips plus tongue in first. X and X. Missile into the mouth. No chairs spinning around at this point. No. And I've just pushed him back, <laughs> two hands on the shoulders, <laughs> and just said, What's, what was that? <laughs> I mean, look, again, I'm going to stand by previous Adrian. God, you just love to support yourself, don't you? Well, like, look. Don't fucking wear wet, weird jeans and don't have a shit kisser. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm asking for that much. It seems actually quite fair now that you've laid it out like that. Yeah. Says the other single person in the room. Yeah. And there's a long list of other traits, but, you know, we've only got a short amount of time. Yeah, so. well, if you'd like to find out the other things that give us sick, there's a whole episode on it. So <gasps> That's right. I mean, look, being single has definitely been a theme in this show. And you know what? It's brought the gags, I think. It's and something it's, we've really um, hung our hat on, I would say. It's brought the stories. It's made some good, you know... Well, let's get serious. We probably actually wouldn't have a show without our tragic single lives, so... <laughs> it um feels a lot of minutes. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of tragedy in the moment equals funny stories for you guys. Etc, so. etc. Et yeah. Cheers to the single life. <laughs> so the story goes. Yeah. Wouldn't change it for, you know, for anything, but also... Not even a boyfriend. Would also maybe love someone to just give me a cuddle. <laughs> on a Sunday morning. No, I think we've done it well. Like, we we did a whole episode on how to be single, which mm. was, you know, where we really went down the road of, like, why we love it and why it's good and... All the best things about it. How well we're handling it. Blah, blah, Should we... Let's throw to that. Yeah, okay. So when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking a lot about... Straight people up on their high horse telling us how we should be single. <laughs> yes, it's very like shit that white people say. Ah, oh, very that. It's a lot of opinions from people who are not in the trenches yeah. with us, people knowing how it's done. Who don't ride the saddle yeah. like we do. Or who have been riding the same saddle <laughs> for many years. I've worn it fucking in. <laughs> you, you've worn through to bareback at this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. There's definitely a bit of a, like, look, again, it might be those situations where they, they just don't know and they just mean well, oh, but it's always. fucking annoying sometimes. So annoying. And uh, it's funny you say you don't know because so much of it is the curiosity around the apps. Oh, every time. Are you, are you on the apps? Um. That's okay that he did that. Don't worry. We'll just get back out there on the apps. Yeah. Now, how do they work exactly? So, do you just match with everyone? And then what? Do you message them? Yeah. So, Grindr just measures people by distance. Is that just for sex, that one? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is, Karen. <laughs> fucking, where's my meatloaf? <laughs> off, get it off the windowsill. That's it. And you're happy... Happy house and your happy relationship. Bake a pie, you wanker. <gasps> no, they do. There's very like it's curiosity around that, and there's like, you know, but it's also a bit judgy. Like, oh, I could never use the abs. Oh, I don't know how you do that. It's like, well, I have to. Well, this is the situation I'm fucking in, bitch. <laughs> like, it's what adapt or die. Adapt or die. It's a great saying that I've come up with recently, and I fucking love it. I'm just going to, I'm glad that we've just, I've just released that to the listeners. <laughs> Adapt or fucking die, Karen. Get on the apps. <laughs> Something about. <laughs> this is a situation I'm fucking in, bitch. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Well, at least we can laugh. <laughs> we really had a good time with that one, didn't we? But if you can't laugh at yourself, as they say, then, I don't know, something's not good, apparently. But, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Some shit for you. <laughs> well, we definitely laugh at ourselves, because, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's basically the Just whole don't show. don't laugh, you cry. It's the whole show, that's it. <laughs> um, so, let's move on from dating. Yes. To sex. Oh, another... Pff, hello, experts to experts. <laughs> Yeah, and we were like, let's do a sex segment. Yeah. Turns out we're not really having that much sex. No, and if we are, it's another tragic <laughs> recall. So, yeah. yeah. So, instead, I wanted to start off with a bit of an unwanted, almost salacious story of Ooh. my own life. Yes. Um, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I recall. S- something to the tune of a red dragon. Yeah. And a palpitating heart. And a big wet lotus. <laughs> you know, just Googled great massage parlors near home. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm without car currently, so it had to be on foot. Yeah. Um, so I just found this one. It had like, you know, a couple hundred five-star reviews around the corner from my house. Okay. Um, so booked in, Red Dragon, off we go. Oh, I love the name. <laughs> yeah. So I arrive at Red Dragon and the whole front of the shop is frosted glass. Oh, Oh and I just thought, like, lol, imagine if this was a rub and tug, you know? Yeah. Which we often, like, yeah, assume. Like, yeah. How funny. Yeah. And so I go inside, um, bookings there, get taken into the room, and I'm like, oh, do you need me to take my pants off? Because I had said, like, my hips are an issue. <laughs> and Would you like, like me to get my schlong out? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, take your pants off. And so I'm just on the bed, facing the hole in my underwear waiting for her to come back in and, like, put a towel over me. Not the first time. <laughs> in the bed facing the facing hole. Facing the hole. And so I'm lying there and she comes back and no towel. She gets up on my back, like Lucy Lou, <laughs> Charlie's Angel Charlie's vibes. Angel yeah. situation. I'm like, fuck. There's a bit of heft to this lady. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a waif. <laughs> I do not have the strength to hold up both of us. Yeah, okay. And so that's kind of that. Uh-huh. And then... Can I just pause question? Sure. When you said on the bed, pants off, did you take your underwear off? Underwear's on. Oh, good. Good. Waiting for a towel to go over the underwear. It doesn't happen. And then she goes, oh, I need to get to your hips. You need to take your underwear off. Oh, fuck off. And I was like, okay, that seems normal. (laughs) Again, waiting for a towel. It doesn't come. Get fucked. So she's like doing the hips and I'm just lying completely naked (laughs) in (laughs) in this room. And then... Um, I'm dead. She like starts like doing the hips, like where I had said that's my pain point. Yeah. And then she starts kind of like doing buttocks mm-hmm. and then she's sort of in crack. Oh, fuck. And I was a bit like, I don't know if it's <laughs> normal. What? I'm like, that is because... the least relaxing feeling. Oh my God. I was tense. Like, I'm surprised she didn't break her hand with how hard <laughs> I was tensed. And then at one point she just kind of like grazed a ball. And I was like, oh, mistake. Must must have been a mistake. Like, think don't think about thoughts. it. Don't think, think about thoughts. it. It's almost over. <laughs> and then she did it like two or three more times. And I was like, it's now too late <laughs> to say anything. And I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on here right now? Then she was like, you need to roll over. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I rolled over. Again, waiting for a towel that never came. Fuck. So I'm face up, completely naked. Oh my God. She gets behind me, starts doing the shoulders and then just kind of gestures down and goes, do you want me to? (gasps) And I was like, no! And she was like, oh, fine. Okay, no worries. And just like put a towel over me. And 
and I just had a normal massage for the rest of it. Oh, she was going to give you the signature red dragon. I was about to get the red dragon deluxe served to me. Oh, honey. I mean, the frosted glass and the name gave it away. Oh, honey. (laughs) I'm actually still traumatized listening back to that. That is not fun. As you said, not relaxing. At all. Like, you know, no gay, little gay boy wants to be put in that situation. No, not by some woman. No. Some woman. Those evil women (laughs) with their pussies. Um, Moving on from that, though. This story, when we asked you guys for some fave moments, probably came up a few times. I think it's really ingrained into a few of... Few brains out there. Yeah, it's very deeply entrenched in Mottam lore, I would say. Um, where we pull back the curtain physically and figuratively. Correct. On a um, lovely little gay sex rave. Someone actually messaged me when this episode came out and was like, I need a bit of a trigger warning because I'm on my walk at 5am and that was a lot to digest before breakfast. Oh, it was 5am for us too, darling. Get a grip. <laughs> Uh, cue the sex rave. And so, wandered around this whole, like, maze of a club. Yep. There was a curtain that you pulled back and behind it, a secret room with red lights was revealed. Correct. Which I can just also confirm. We didn't even fucking know that the room was there. We were standing right near this curtain and one of our friends just pulled back the curtain and popped out from behind it. And we were like, <laughs> what the fuck? Where have you been? Uh, it was like some Hogwarts shit. It was literally diagonally. Yeah. yeah. It was waiting for a three-headed something to walk out of there. <laughs> and so we walked into this room and my experience was we walked in and it was really dark. It was like, you know when someone just suddenly turns the lights off yeah. on you and you have no idea where you are? As the name would suggest. Correct. Very dark. <laughs> and so I was kind of looking around. And I was like, oh, this is okay. Like, I can't really see anything that's going on. Yeah. And then the eyes adjust. Mm. And it's like... A blowjob was the first thing I saw. Yeah. It's the most bizarre thing because you're in the room, your eyes start to adjust, but you still don't see the full room in full. Yes. So there's like little lights or maybe like a lamp in one corner. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's the most weird thing. And obviously you're fucking blind drunk. So you're trying to navigate through this dark room as is. And all of a sudden you just kind of catch a glimpse of like, Maybe an outline of two bodies doing something. Some moving figures. Yeah, and you're like, oh, people. Yes. What are they doing? But I wonder. No, there's also no music in the room or no yeah. noise. Yeah. So you kind of go from True. like a, a nightclub into this silent room that's just kind of like full of human sounds. Yes. <laughs> that sounds yes. so far. <laughs> so along the back wall... This is this is the strongest memory I think I'll have for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there was this boy, and I will say boy because he would have been 18, hopefully. At best. Yeah. I, I mean, he must have been. He must have been. But he looked so young. Correct. He was lying on this box with legs up like he's in the stirrups about to get a pap smear. Like the stirrups are... The stirrups have stirrups. Yeah. <laughs> And just getting absolutely destroyed by this Hulk yep. of a man yep. with like nine other men lined up behind him, just waiting for their turn. All kind of like jerking themselves off, waiting for their go. Yeah, prepping. It was almost like just waiting in line for a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. A short white. 
<laughs> extra foam. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and I just was like, Adrian, and you were like, no, I don't like it either. We just ran was, out of that room. I was like, it was one of those moments where it was like, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? And you kind of look over and then you look away and you look back again. And then I look straight at the poor boy's face because I was like, do you want this to be happening? Yeah. And he absolutely did. And like, you yeah. know what? Power to you if that's what you're into. Like, well, I saw him later in the night just wandering around the venue and I was a bit starstruck. But I, I was, was like, you're the dick pig from upstairs. <laughs> you're the famous boy in the box <laughs> getting plowed. <laughs> you're the play- Mr. Plow. <laughs> Call Mr. Plow. God, Adrian, my friend. I wonder what Mr. Plow's up to right now. I wonder if he's ever, like, someone's gone up to him and been like, you're Mr. Plow. <laughs> I know, I know about you. I remember you. You're the famous boy on the box. You're the box boy. <laughs> I wonder if he listens himself. Probably. Yeah, he's only human. Most do. After all. After a big ploughing. <laughs> Get something in the earbuds. Every other orifice is filled. Why not your ear holes? <laughs> I wonder if he listens to us while he's being ploughed. I would hope so. Yeah. that's. I think that is how we were designed to be listened <laughs> it's to. rude not to, basically. I mean, look, on that though. Mm. Yes, we have... Crazy dating and sex stories and whatever. But as we said at the start of this ep, we are nothing without the listeners. Nothing. And in fact, we have a whole episode dedicated to you guys. Yeah, once a month. Once a month. You get your own little gig. Yeah, don't, you know, give them a fucking inch. They take a mile <laughs> or whatever it is. Your message on the machine has been like, it's one of our favorite apps from our point of view, because we obviously get so much interaction from you guys. Totally. Which we love. So keep that up. Um, but I think we've, you know, it was hard to narrow down some of our faves, but I think getting your weird advice stories was always a bit of a fun for us. It's just like when it's some kind of long form novel that is sent to us being like, can you please talk about this on the air? Our eyes just light up. Well, I'm just instantly so invested and I can't wait to absolutely dissect the fuck out of it. Particularly when it's to do with fighting within the friendship group. Yeah, love, gym junkies, love and dating, and some kind of chicken. <laughs> some kind of raw chicken, I believe. <laughs> okay, so um, th- this listener is yep. part of this group of friends, three sure. friends. They all have a boyfriend, equaling six. Great. Very friends, the show sort of vibe. Perfect. Yeah, it's beautiful. Central perk. Really close. Lots of triple dates. Like whole thing, painting picture. Um, it's just three beautiful couples. Like, mm-hmm. how nice. And one of the girls, she had been with her boyfriend for two years. Mm-hmm. It's quite serious. There's a house being purchased slash built. Like, wow. Yeah. Yep. It's probably like the Monica Chandler of the situation. Completely. Yep. yep. Moving out to the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they all started going to this gym together, which can I say, I think is like the cutest thing that there's just three couples out there once just gymming. It's a bit much for me. I'd like, gym is my time. It's kind of nice. I leave my partner at home, but anyway. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Each their own. You're single, so. Yeah, <laughs> don't have a partner, so it's not yeah. a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this guy at the gym, and it's quite clear pretty early on that Mrs. Who's What's It and this guy are getting along really well. There's lots of flirting happening, blah, blah, blah. This, oh, that, so the Monica's other. flirting with Joey. Well, Monica's flirting with an additional party. She's flirting with Gunther. He's Gunther, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is just unbelievably incorrect. Yeah. Um, she starts to move further and further from the boyfriend, then asks for a break. Oh. 
It's not really stated in the story, but one can only assume that she's decided that she's got a better offer at the gym. Okay, so she's locked eyes with Gunther and now she wants to go on a break from Chandler. Yeah, Gunther's got her Gunther. Yeah, he's back. (laughs) He's back again. Um, So the next thing that she says, which is quite sad, is that this guy who's just been asked for a break, Mm -hmm. he also has some mental health issues. This is kind of a running theme of the day, which is terrible to hear. So they're all really worried about him. Yeah. And they're kind of expecting their good girlfriend, their best girlfriend, to just have some kind of, I guess, compassion for that. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like that's the case whatsoever. Yeah, okay. Um, she said, I've got heaps of really fucked examples, and we kind of asked for things. Yes, and we did. she came back to us, message number two, Yeah. and said... You know, for example, we were out to dinner and this guy was, like, just talking, like, to, you know, his safe group of friends about, like, this shit day he was having and she's just sitting there, like, rolling her eyes and texting Jim Guy. Oh, I wonder, are they on a break at this point still? Yes. This is the order that I'm... Pretty insensitive. I mean, it sort of harks back to can you be friends with your ex just at all? Well, God, like, at least... Give him, do it behind his back, like, and give him the time of day to his face. Completely. But then it's also, like, just how do the friends behave in this scenario and how do you behave when you're in a friendship group with your ex? Yeah, okay. Continue. Sure. So the other thing that I just wanted to highlight um, out of this short novella was that another time, which is my favourite part of this story, whole gang is at the gym together, middle of the day. God, they're all just big... Gorillas, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> just spotting each other and I shit. I just had a vision of like these really big, muscly six chicks. People. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're doing like a midday pump by the sounds of it. Yeah, right. And then everyone left. This girl, the hussy, decides <laughs> to stay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, now I'm picturing because they're gym. We have a name to her. Junkies. Well, Monica is kind of what we gave her. <laughs> but Monica is like, now I'm picturing like, you know, those girls at the gym in like really tight leggings that kind of scrunch in the bum. <laughs> like a full face of makeup. Yeah. yeah. Slick high pony. Yeah. She's got like a big overhead earphones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just built like a brick shit house. Yeah. But she's slutty. Yeah. Kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, cool. Glad we're on the same page. Um, she decides to stay at the gym after midday pump. She would. <laughs> Got to go back around again, ladies. Yeah. See you, see you at dinner. Yeah. Some raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just got to pump out another 20 biceps per arm. Yeah. And I'll be home. <laughs> yeah. I'm just killing a bus. <laughs> so listening back to that, I've realised that there was no real advice actually given in that segment whatsoever. I think we should have advised... This poor woman not to eat raw chicken <laughs> is probably more important. Or just maybe given her some kind of small nugget of how to actually deal with the issue of the fights in her friendship group. And instead we just made fun of them for going to the gym at lunch. Well, yeah, basically. But I will say when we were sifting through all of this, like there was a few weeks where we did give some great advice. Yeah, just... However, they're just not as funny for the clip show. <laughs> exactly right. And I couldn't go past the raw chicken. Yeah, well, yeah. So before we continue today, we'd like to take a moment to talk about today's sponsor, Pulp Pressed. Yeah, so Pulp Pressed is a new cold-pressed juice brand from Melbourne. 
They create premium cold pressed juices that are vegan, 100% organic, gluten-free and handcrafted. Did you know that, age? I did actually know that. Thank you, Mitchell. So this is one for the local gals out there. Absolutely. So we were lucky enough to actually give these a go. And can I just say, fresh. (laughs) I'm feeling fresh. The black lemonade, which for those not in the know, is like a charcoal lemony sipper. Yeah. Good in the morning, that one. Great for the skin, apparently. That's right. That's right. Am I glowing? Stunning, (laughs) darling. Thanks, darling. So my favorite was probably Optimal Greens. Okay. Tell me about it. Not obscure for me i like it nice and as much celery as possible green with envy yeah inject me with all the nutrients (laughs) stunning so the guys at Polpress actually do a one day a three day and a five day cleanse and you can actually personalize and select the cleanse that you want to do so we were actually lucky enough to try a different couple of different ones i did the organic fat loss cleanse which (laughs) look the shoe fits down a couple of covid kilos there i was gonna turn that one down yeah and i did the detox cleanse which you know also needed also suits your personality (laughs) but they do also have the beauty cleanse which is great for like hair skin and nails and the immunity cleanse which is pretty self-explanatory so once you've picked your poison the juice is then pressed 24 hours before delivery and delivered straight to your door how convenient is that this was my favourite thing about it, especially at the moment. No shipping delays, doll. It's, it's a dream come true. So if you're looking to kickstart a bit of a cleanse in any way, shape or form, check out Pulp Press. Yeah, we actually have a 10% off discount code for a limited time. So when you're at checkout, you can type in message machine 10 and enjoy a little bit of a little bit of something off the top of your order. A little bit more bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah. Great. So thank you to the fans. We love you so much. Anyway, now back to us. <laughs> I want to talk actually about you. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so we know that the unofficial slash official motto of this show is cards on the table. Yeah. Something that I would say you subscribe to a little bit more heavily than <laughs> I do. I don't know if you have any cards left. Doug. Take my cards, my wallet, everything <laughs> on me. Take take the clothes Keys, off my back. <laughs> my ripped pants. <laughs> oh. I'm going to call these next few clips Adrian oversharing. Okay. Also known as great content for listeners. Yeah. Yeah. My opportunity to embarrass you once more. (laughs) Oh, this is the listeners' favourite part, style. Speaking of ripped pants, Mm. do you remember the time we were in Sydney and you blew the arse out of yours? (laughs) Because I I do. do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, that one is still ingrained in my memory. Good. Well, I would like to just make sure it stays that way. If we could just um, get that playing for the people. Yeah, or we could just like leave that in Sydney. Yeah, no, no, we're going to play it. Yeah, we could just maybe skip over it. Yeah, play. It's not that bad. It's just like, you know, a bazooka was shot out Someone of my ass. But anyway. <laughs> Press play. I feel like though, let's just fast forward to what the people want to hear. Mm-hmm. The moment when you, at the club, jumped on a couch <laughs> and then turned to me and said, I've just blown the back out of my pants. So I split my pants yeah. at 3am mm. um, at a club that we didn't actually have tickets to get into. So we are, we just knew someone at the door. So we weren't actually able to leave. Yes, correct. Um, which kind of left us stranded in there. Just me and Mitch in a disabled toilet. Just kind of like, what do I do? Well, you can imagine the two of us. What time is it? Like 3am. Yeah. Completely obliterated. Yeah. Trying to form, formulate some kind of a plan for how to deal with the fact that your 
white ass was just hanging out of these black leather pants. So I had these black leather pants on and I went to jump and me and Mitch were like, let's sit down for a sec. So I went to jump on the couch and I don't know why I jumped, but I did. And literally the stitching from one ass cheek to the other just <laughs> ripped. And my whole ass was out with my white undies. Yeah. And yeah, Mitch basically shuffled behind me all the way to the bathroom yeah. so I could assess the damage. Damage was... A lot of damage. It was carnage back Kinda there. Kind of like a bazooka had been shot out the back <laughs> of my ass. <laughs> and then we decided, fuck it, let's just stay. And then I looked at Mitch and I was like, well, I don't want to go home because I don't want to get changed because we won't get back in here. So, so we're staying. It. Take me to a dark corner and just let me dance. Yeah, so Which that's what exactly did. what we did and that was beautiful. Look, it was beautiful, I will say. Yeah. It was also looking back like, Thank God I was fucking blind because that was actually mortifying. It's a lovely story of resilience, I think, from you. You know, literally, like, everyone who hasn't seen the photo, because I did put it on the story, it's literally like those cowboys that have just the front of the chaps. Literally, yeah. like, I just went from wearing normal pants to wearing instantly wearing chaps. And, like, at a gay club, like, that might not seem that, that weird, but, like, not not normal for me. Not something I'm often <laughs> found in. Leather chaps. But it's the first time for everything. Yeah. Anyway. I think your bravery in that moment just speaks to the integrity of you that I wish your pants had. Thank you. That's really beautiful. Speaking of bravery, yeah, travel, your ass crack. Yeah. We're here again. I'm going to throw off to Byron Bay now. Oh. And a little gem I like to call the fat German <laughs> on the kayak. Hashtag Augustus, where is he now? Oh, I miss him. I miss him too. I miss him more than the boy on the box. Let's bring him back, shall we? Let's do it. I've got sun beaming down on me. Guts are churning. And it's hot. Like, I've felt started to, like, burn. I'm out in this kayak and it's fucking hard work. Like, I'm not just, like, chilling along, like... This cruising along hungover, enjoying the beautiful ocean. It's not a Venice gondola that we're Absolutely talking about. Absolutely yeah, not. No, I'm okay. literally like, and I'm in the back and she's in the front. So I'm basically the motor and yeah, she's right. just the little steerer at the front. Yeah, right. Anyway, so I'm paddling away, paddling away. We get kind of like a third of the way in and she just kind of like looks at me and she's, and she, she just had stopped paddling at this point. And I was yeah. like, Rani, like, I need you to paddle. Yeah. Like. I was like, I was literally Help struggling because you kind of like have to stay the way they do it on the ocean is you stay all together as like a bit of a pack. Mm-hmm. This like your big group. Mm, stick with the group. Correct. So the instructors are like, guys, they're like this solo, like lone kayak out by itself <laughs> getting caught in a rip. Then oh, they were like, fuck. guys, you're going to get caught in a rip if you don't like start paddling. I was like, yeah, Rani, right. I need you to paddle. Like, uh-huh. and she's like, I can't. I'm... And just starts throwing up over the side. Uh-huh. Over the side, though, how considerate when it could so, have been like, in the oh, I would have in the trenches. Smacked her over the head with yeah. the oar. Yeah, <laughs> she was like vomiting in the kayak. Yeah, well, I don't know why you would do that, but it's just a thought I had. Like, <laughs> anywho, so then she gets to the point where she's like, "I'm done." So she kind of like raises her hand, and this person who's like obviously some fucking kayak Olympian mm. is just like, "Yep, yeah, what's up?" Just scooches on over. I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you so fast? I'm struggling." <laughs> yeah, seriously, God, it's a workout on the tries, isn't it? Oh, anywho, so long story short, she couldn't continue on, so they okay. took her off the kayak onto the like instructor one, and they took her back to shore. I think now, it's nice to know yourself, know when to tap out. Like, yeah, sure, great. And now I'm here <laughs> yeah, well, on this kayak. <laughs> Doing an activity I'm not that into anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so then they were like, oh, you're by yourself. <laughs> and there was this, so there was a, this guy. Now look. Isn't there always a guy? Always a guy. 
He, a, a look, I'm just going to go out and say a, quite a fat German guy, straight okay. up. A big yeah. fat German man. Yeah. Free too we, many bratwurst. I'm going to call him for the purpose of this story, Augustus, because I think it really suits. Cool. Great. Yeah. So Augustus is alone on this kayaking journey. Yeah. And he has been paired with the instructor. Now, obviously, to get Rani back to shore, they need to swap. So mm-hmm. Augustus is now my partner. Oh, God. Augustus is sitting in the front. I was going to say, did he take <laughs> Rani's spot? Yep. Okay. He good. sure did. So now I'm motoring for myself and Augustus. Mm. The sweat is just... I'm now about to pass out. Augustus does not know what he's doing. <laughs> Augustus doesn't speak English. Oh, so, okay. Very well. Yeah. So, we're kind of... I was going, mate, come on. I'm like, I really need you to paddle. And then he'd, like, go on the wrong side. <laughs> you're, there's like, a you're, you're like the commander on Biggest Loser. Oh. being like, you're almost home. I was like... Because I was like, if we just keep going, we'll get to the point where we... Because then, like, I could see ahead... Basically, like, you get to a point where you kind of catch a wave in, back mm. into shore. And I was like, if I can just get to that point, fucking give me my wave and yeah. I'm home and I'm yeah. done. Home can on I, the range. I'm just going to rem- remind everyone that my guts are still churning. Oh, dear. To the point where I'm like, am I going to shit myself in this kayak? Cause that's I love just, a shit myself story. That's just like the icing on the cake right now. I want to drown my friend in the ocean for bringing me here firstly. Yeah. Now I'm with Augustus. Mm. Augustus is useless. Mm. Dead weight, literally. <laughs> and I'm going to shit myself. Anyway, so I get to the, we finally get to this point after me just like hammering him. Like, come on, mate. <laughs> you can do it. He's like, God. much harder than like, like <laughs> literally. Like, he's like, do you go to gym? And I was like, nope. It's just pure desperation. Like, you definitely Gussie. don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Anyway, we finally get to this point. Now, basically the ride in, these are like big surf waves. So if you don't ride in properly... It's a nosedive. It's a crash. Yeah. It's a water, water, like washing machine vibes. Well, thank God you've got an enormous airbag sitting in, front in the of you. front. Mm. Anywho, you can do the math, really. Mm. So we get in our spot. I'm like, great, we're going to ride in. Now you pretty much they kind of give you this like you got to like tuck your oar in the back and then you kind of slide to the back of the kayak so that you ride the wave in, basically. Okay, that's kind of and you can't have anything. Anyway, Augustus has sunnies on. Okay. You're not allowed that because if you crash the glass so he's breaks a rebel. in your face. Yeah. So we get to the point where I didn't know he had these glasses on. I can't see his face. Mm. Get to the point where we're riding in. The instructor goes, yeah, you two. Finally, the last two at the back. <laughs> Bring it up the rear. Big Gus and, and age. Just as the waves coming up, the instructor goes to Augustus, your glasses, mate, your glasses. Cause he's not allowed to have them on. Oh. He goes, Ooh, Ooh, takes his glasses off misses the white because he's concentrating on his glasses okay. he's trying to zip them in his little thing yeah. I was like mate Miss just Satchel. fuck the glasses off <laughs> we don't need the fucking glasses <laughs> I want to go home I'm like shit is coming out of my ass like get me oh. off like get me out of this setting oh, now wow. yeah. okay. like the ocean I've swallowed ocean water like I need it I need out your turtle heading I need out you've yeah. got the turtle in a headlock but oh, is this the turtle's been through a blender can I just say <laughs> oh god <laughs> anywho so we've this wave comes. He misses his thing because he's fucking worried about his dumb glasses. Doesn't slide back to his position. And Into... we just, like, nosedive. Yeah. Absolute crash. It is um, spin cycle. Literally. Like, yeah. high spin. High speed, like, yeah, extra right. dry. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm dry. a pretty strong swimmer. Like, the ocean doesn't scare me. I know what to do in that situation. Mm. Um, and the kayak kind of, like, obviously comes back over your head. So, like, I kind of ducked. Mm. But, like, even I was a bit like, whew. Scary. Mm. I sort of bounced back up. I knew that there'd be another wave coming next. Like, I just kind of knew the ocean. Poor Augustus. He's dead. That's how we got it. 
He's honestly, I he could have been like if he it wasn't for the there. helmet that we had to wear. Oh, I you was, were both wearing helmets. Yeah, okay. yeah, because these kayaks are fucking yeah. Anywho, so yeah, I right. pants back up. I look, and Augustus is there's this <laughs> wave, and Augustus is just down for the count, oh like, and I kind of just like kick into fight or flight mode, start paddling up to the shore, find my feet, and I look. There's back. no thought in your mind about I wonder how Augustus is going. It is unless Augustus wants. Like, my shit all over him. He, I need to get out of this water. God. Anyway, so I look back. Augustus is engulfed with, mm. like, liquid. The instructors are running out to help him. He's, like, drowning in his chocolate fountain, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you shat on him. <laughs> Honestly, and I this from there, I literally just, like, I just looked back, saw him. I was like, yep, he's got instructors. Great. And I just bolted up God. the beach, ran up the beach, and... There she is, the best friend who started the whole saga, who's just like casually riding around her push bike with a nicey pole. Like, how was, was it? I said, fucking move out of the way. Where are the toilets? She's got a mojito in hand. Yeah, in a grass skirt. Oh, that. Oh my God. Trauma. So did, how did you end up shooting yourself? Or finish the story. Look, I think we'll just leave it there. I think like I made it to the toilet and what happened in there is private. <laughs> between you and that poor bowl. <laughs> it's a, between me and the Byron Bay City Council. <laughs> And I'm still paying off that fine with the bar and basic cancer. <laughs> I was like, what fine? What happened? <sighs> yeah, that was, yeah. I do, you know, do often think about Gussie. He's really provided, that was, you know, he was the star of that show. Let's yeah, get serious. for sure. Yeah. Can I ask you, are there any other foreign men that you've encountered in your days that you still think about? Not really. Uh, although... <laughs> There is one. Are we? And I try to erase that memory as well. It's funny not that... Not today, Dal, not today. This segment seems to be quite traumatic for me. <laughs> I don't know how this really happened, but I'm here now and I'm loving it. So I was in a sexual encounter with a man in France. Mm, a local French man. We're going to play the tape for you now and... The rest, rest is l'histoire. Does that mean history? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Mm. He comes down and gets me. Turns out he lives on this, like, penthouse of this old school, like, building, which was just stunning. Looked out over the, like, French Riviera. Absolutely heaven. Walk upstairs. His English is so broken. I'm just like, I don't even care because he was gorgeous. Mm. Anyway, we start, like, making out. And then <laughs> halfway through, I was kind of, like, laying on top of him. And he just kind of started going, like, oh. Oh, and like making this face. And look, I know I'd been eating some pasta and traveling through Europe, but it's not really the face you want someone to make when you're laying on top of them. Yeah, I was going to say, big girl. Yeah, big girl was feeling a bit awkward. And yeah, I was like, right. are you okay? And he's like, oh, couldn't really respond. Fat. <laughs> Too big, get off. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and he's got his translator out and he's like, basically tried to tell me like swimming in rocks or whatever, and it took me so long to work it out. But basically, he'd been swimming in rocks and, like, hurt his ribs. And here oh. I am, this big, fat Australian, <laughs> full of pasta, just laying on him like a whale, like, kiss me, you hungry Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> and he did kiss me, can I just say. And there you go. And he's, he's never walked again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You're looking so svelte now. I can't even imagine it. Listen, more of the story, guys. 
don't have a couple of carbonaras, then just try fuck someone. Yeah. Well, or if you're going to do, just lay down and let them do the work. Yeah, let them lay on you, you know? Yeah. Heavy on the bottom. <laughs> a solid base. <laughs> Not on top. <laughs> well, I will just say that amongst all the gags mm-hmm. and amongst my oversharing, yep. we have been known to maybe get into a couple of rough and tumbles. Yeah, that's because you're a very difficult person to be around. Oh, I'm sorry. You just live in a fucking fairyland of unicorns and rainbows and fucking doing nothing. <laughs> you come in in your <laughs> oversized black band tees throwing off my feng shui. You rock up in your stupid Venroy pants and <laughs> s- some wanky Brighton top. <laughs> Sounds lovely. We do know that the two of us are very different. Chalk and cheese, I might say. Yeah, and that's caused a bit of friction <laughs> on air over the year that's been. Every now and then, one of us just might have something to say. <laughs> Get it off your chest. About the other. Get it off your chest. Or in this clip that we're about to play, I will get it off my chest. Yeah, you really gave me one. Gave me a slam. Tell your new one. Yeah, right. Podcast comes off. Coaching business comes on. Mm. I'm trying to give that a bit of love this week because it's... I find it hard to like... When I get in the zone with one, like all the trajectory... Trajectory? Sure. The creative juices flow in that direction and then it's really hard to change yeah. trains. I know that because you're very frenetic about what your focus is on and it's exhausting for me. Yeah. So you know when we're on the podcast train because you feel it. Yeah. And it's like overwhelming because it's like an, <laughs> it's just trundling along at a nice pace and then I get a call from you. <laughs> Spit. Spitting abuse. <laughs> just basically saying like, why don't you do enough? Why don't we do enough? <laughs> we're all dropping the ball here. And I'm like, what the fuck, cunt? Yeah, it'll be, or it could also be like, hey, change your plans. I've got all these great ideas that we're going to put into motion no, tonight. No, it's never that. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's the blame game. Yeah, cool. <laughs> anyway. Oh, great. So you just, you Any know. dirty laundry more on air. Wow, it's confronting when you listen back to us just going for it, isn't it? <laughs> Can I take a little moment, though? Of course. Have as many moments as you'd like. Thank you. I would just like to put some cards on the table. Please do. Have you got any left? I don't actually hate you. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's a shock. <laughs> Believe it or not, Ripley's here. Yeah. No, that's quite nice, actually. And I don't hate you either. So. Stop it. Stop yeah. flirting. It's She's weird. not hating each other. <laughs> She's in again. All right, oh. Well, while the heart's bleeding out on the table, should we take a look at some, you know, more emotional components of this show? We have had some real heartfelt moments on this show where, you know, the cards on the table philosophy has really brought us together, brought our community together. And I think, you know, one thing that we did touch on in last week's episode, what we've kind of built for our queer community Mm. Um has been really amazing and some of the things that we've been able to share and people we've been able to help, especially young young gays out there. There's a lot of you. Um, it's been great and it's something that we, you know, are really proud of because we didn't come into this with that intention at all. So no. I think one thing that, you know, we've mentioned a lot before, one thing that really combines every queer person is the coming out story. Correct. And we, very early on, early days, very green, we did an episode called Coming Out and you told us about how that was for you. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that it would be nice to just take a look back on that because it is... Absolutely. To be honest, that was like... on If we're doing a bit of reflecting for this episode, that moment of me being really raw on that episode and the response that we got after that was the moment that we both kind of realized that what we have to say had some value Mm -hmm. and you know it's a really important episode for us it was kind of a turning point so let's go back in time now episode four right back to the beginning god help us coming out tell me about your story how did it go who was it with uh, yeah, so mine is hmm, different. Okay. Um, it's gonna yeah, it's definitely different in terms of uh, how it sort of all come about, and I guess like getting to the point where it was even possible to happen mm-hmm. for me. Uh, I was a lot older, uh, okay. so I was twenty one. Right. Sure. And I didn't really feel that it was possible, I guess, for me to sort of get to that point where it was an option for me until that age, which is why it took then, which is still not super old. Uh, but I guess it's still a long time though, to be sitting there knowing this huge thing about yourself that you're trying really hard to not just share. A lot. It was a lot. It's a lot to carry on your shoulders going through such crucial moments in your life and teenage years and growing up and getting older and getting from that age of like 15 to 18 to 21 each age gap so different yeah uh and battling all of that leaving school like working out what you're going to do with your time and just trying to then still be a person so Mm -hmm. for me coming out was definitely difficult in terms of family yeah and is that what was stopping you up to 21 yeah definitely so uh i have i don't really have a relationship with my dad yeah uh pretty much now listening back And looking back as an adult, I would say that that's like a really big factor as to why he, him and I don't have a relationship. Okay. Um, sorry, this is like a little bit testy, but yeah. So I think that that was a really big part as to why we don't have the relationship now. Um, but it was also... It wasn't, he wasn't the fully the issue, I guess, but I think, um, just growing up. So I, I'll go to the, back to the beginning. It's probably yeah, just easier to do sure. that. So basically grew up, uh, as in an Italian household. So very traditional wog values. Eating lots of spaghetti as lots we've of been spaghetti told. spaghetti at six. Um, so my mum was very, always very welcoming and open with me, but my dad was, had a lot of, uh, like values and things that he wanted to really instill on the family. Yeah. And I think just of same as you and like we touched on earlier, I guess you kind of always know, and it's in you from birth and I'm a big believer of that. So growing up as a child, you kind of have a lot of obvious things that you do, such as the playing with the Barbies or whatever yeah. it is that kind of give you away. Like yeah, I'm course. fucking in my room singing. I've got all the Spice Girls all over Head yeah, to strawberry kisses getting burnt out on the record player. Recording, you know, myself sing and dance and make choreography and then uh, making my parents come and buy tickets to come and watch the show. So yeah, like hairbrush marker friends getting a workout for that's sure. That's probably, you know, quite a strong sign that yeah, like he absolutely. might be. So um, I think for my dad and my parents, it was something that they probably knew for a long time. And as I got older, my mum would often every now and then when we were like alone sort of ask me, you know, like, do you like girls or like, I think she wanted to sort of like, wow, she fully came out and just went She wanted it. to sort of, yeah, it was her way of sort of trying to, I guess, get it 
make me feel comfortable or yeah. to get me to talk to her about it because you know I guess like she would obviously understand that it would be difficult mm. uh, whereas my dad was not so much like that like I remember still looking back um, now as an adult like I've got like certain memories and things that are pretty fucked up but like you know like there might have been a gay person on TV and he right. would look at me and be like see those fucking faggots don't you end mm. up like that um, so like there's a lot of those things that when you're so young like they hit hard you know as much as I like to give you a bit of shit for oversharing mm-hmm. <laughs> It is really nice to see you be that vulnerable and, you know, like I hear stories like that from you that I've never heard before we started doing this show together. Yeah. And I know that it was an important thing to hear for a lot of people because you kind of went through it and came out the other side, this big breasted, strong, homosexual, bodacious little... Woman that I am. <laughs> exactly right. No, thanks, Dale. I appreciate that. And look, I mean, I think I will give you credit too that I think in time you really did warm up to the Adrian style. Yeah. And, you know, it's my way or the highway, basically. <laughs> but no, no, in the wheel. You really came into your own in the, in the sense of, you know, being vulnerable and, you know, showing your true colors as well. Because I know that, you know, as we've discussed, that was a little bit something that was a bit nervy for you at the beginning. And, you know, you've had your fair share of sharing as well. Yeah, it's not in my nature, but you draw it out of me as any good life coach should. <laughs> That's right. I've got a fave clip of you actually in one of your shares. I'm going to play it now for you. Okay. I would be that same person out in the wider world mm. and people just didn't understand that. Yeah. And so there were definitely times when I would sort of try and reduce that part of me or, uh, you know, hide certain things about myself or like maybe not speak as much because I knew that as soon as I opened this fucking cake hole, everyone would know I was a flaming mo. I mean, as you've said previously, she squeaks. <laughs> Can do. Yeah. Not so much today because as we know, big night. But yeah, no, she's husky and raspy <laughs> for me today. <laughs> but... I never was, like, trying that hard. Like, all my friends were girls. Like, we would, like, have sleepovers together and no one really questioned that. And, yeah. you know, I would run around the school singing Hilary Duff and, like, mm-hmm. quoting Jemay because everyone said I sounded like her. Yeah. And, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just the whole thing. And so it was more just me, I guess, learning how to manage the responses that I would get to that rather yeah. than me internally trying to change myself to fit into this mould. Mm. So it's kind of, I guess, the opposite of your experience Mm. a little bit in the way that, yeah, I was just doing me. Yeah. um, And people had a lot to say about that. Yeah. And I just had to work out how to deal with that. Do you feel like the challenge there is obviously still present that obviously, you know, you've got to change or that if you're not changing that the, you've been, it's been highlighted to you that you're different. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you feel like as much as you had to sort of adjust what you was, how you're going to respond, did you internalize like that feeling of being different and the challenge, what that felt like? Yeah, of course. I think it's something you're always conscious of and Mm. something that's always in the back of your mind. And I think, as we've said, I obviously came out quite a bit younger than you. I was like 16, 17 when I first started telling people. Yeah. So I think your 18 year old, like 
Spice Girls panic moment, that that kind of stuff was happening for me when I was like 14. Yeah. And that was like my sort of hardest Mm. point of that journey because it was, you know, starting high school, don't know anyone, need Mm. to work out how I'm going to present myself. Mm. And like, I was like, oh, I need to have some like guy friends and whatever. It's funny how like the, the, the things that you got like these checklists of like things that boys do. Yeah. Yeah. I clung on to the fact that I was a swimmer for dear life. Yeah. Because constantly people were like, oh, you're very tall. What sports do you play? Yeah. And it's so much easier to go to the pool at 5am every morning just so that you can say I'm a swimmer. Yeah. Than just say that one sentence. Yeah. I don't do sports. Yeah. Oh, my life. <laughs> <laughs> my life. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having like... um so Desperate Housewives was obviously a huge, you know, iconic show at the time. Yes. And Eva Longoria was like the hottest thing on TV at the at the moment at mm-hmm. the time. And I remember just like having her as like the background of like my computer, like in a, like a lingerie shot, oh. because I thought that that's what boys and all, all the other boys yeah, my right. age did that. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's what boys do. They've got mm. hot girls on their background. I'm... If I'd just be glancing over that, like, glazed yeah. over, like... God, was, she's got great skin, doesn't she? It's like, wow, they've really retouched her well here. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what she puts under her eyes. She's a C cup. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. 32C. Um, no, but I just found that I realised early that, first of all, if I ever had a photo, a lingerie pic of Eva on my computer background, everyone would roll their eyes. Yeah, okay. So there was that aspect. <laughs> yeah. And... I think I always knew that. And also the fact that it was just fucking exhausting. Oh, wasn't it? Trying to live up to this idea of what it is to be masculine or whatever. And I just was like, it's too hard. I just gave up. It was it actually exhausting such a good way to put it. Because I remember once I'd come out, it wasn't until once I'd come out that you start to realize how much you had actually changed to fit the masculine mold. So like I was walking different, talking different. Mm wearing different clothes literally like everyone kind of started to make comment about like how i dressed post coming out because all of a sudden i was like well i'm just gonna wear what i want to wear now oh well you sit in year 10 science and realize that your legs are crossed and like chastise yourself yeah like (laughs) yeah bloody poof (laughs) fix yourself uncross (laughs) it's quite like yeah, it's a lot to be conscious of at all times because you're basically playing this character that's not you. Correct. Um, and are terrified of, if you break that character, what the mm. consequences will be. God, we're clever sometimes. I was just thinking, God, could you imagine living like that now? Oh, absolutely not. But I hear that and think like, that's so insightful for... I guess just anyone really like <laughs> to your own say, I was just going to say like, you know, a young person trying to find themselves. But I think like some of the feedback that we got from that episode when we talked about masculinity and those sort of traits was like mainly from some of our straight listeners who were like trying to learn to embrace the femme. Yeah. Who didn't really get it or have never really had to think about it the way we have. So, so claps for us. Mm. Do you know who the real loser of this story is? It's poor Eva Longoria. Yeah. She's lost one desktop. Yeah, she's um not much love coming her way. <laughs> That's all right. Can't say I really touched myself to her. Yeah, no. Maybe Jesse Metcalf, her hot gardener. Oh, he's hot. Is that 
Taylor, no, I was just about to say, is that Taylor Lautner? But no, that would be Jesse Metcalf. <laughs> it's definitely Jesse Metcalf. Anyway, same, same but different. But you no, touched but, yourself to him, you sicko. Yeah, possibly. Trimmed his bushes. Possibly, yeah. Another example of me being really good at pop culture. <laughs> Another thing that happens on this show. So in the vein of things like you touching yourself to bit characters on Desperate Housewives. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like me. I think that things like that are very important to the formation of a gay male. Yes. Which is something that we've talked about a lot on the show. Yes. Finding your feet in the queer community. In the rapid seas yep. of being a poof. That's right. <laughs> the blistering winds and scorching <laughs> deserts. The highest room of the tallest tower and you just find yourself still single. Not even a in a sex swing. Gender no. confused wolf at the top to hold you at night. <laughs> Correct. So we have touched on that um, throughout a few different episodes, but one in particular really stood out to us as a bit of a how-to guide. Mm. Finding your gaze. Let's have a look back. It's the entry of a queer space that makes you feel like that, not a Correct. queer nightclub. Correct. That's just what our experience was 100% like you could uh, off the top of my head enter a book club (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna find these book clubs because I bet you there's none in Melbourne (laughs) literally and feel the same thing and I think or like if you are 17 and you're going to queer prom yeah like but there's something I wish I did yeah how fun would that have been? How like formative would that have been when you were 16, 17 Mm -hmm. going to just hang out with like a bunch of other gays I think too, that just kind of stems back to listening to who you are as an individual, like Mm. sad to say, but also so fun that like we love a drink and we love to dance and that's why we probably end up at the nightclub. But like if your poison is a book, for example, Mm. or if your poison is like makeup and you're really into doing that and you want to do a makeup course, but you're a bit hesitant of like, I guarantee you there's probably five other boys in there, gay boys in there that you would make friends with. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's spaces where you can be yourself and feel that inclusion feeling mm. in that in a different way, no matter what it is. I have a friend who met one of their best gay friends mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Leighton Hewitt appreciation chat room. Yeah. Bizarre. Track down the other boy in there. <laughs> Wonder why they like Come on. <laughs> Am I right? And like, I guess that just really goes to show that they are everywhere. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, I, that kind of leads me to think, like, um, do you think it's easy or do you think it's hard? To enter? Yeah. So hard. Okay. I mean, for some, maybe it's really easy. And I think, like, there are the stories you hear about. There's, you know, two gay boys who went to the same high school who had everything in common and have been best friends ever since. Yeah. That was not my reality. No. There were definitely other gays at my school, but they weren't really like me. And, no. like... I don't think we can say that, like, we're not we're not 70-year-old grandmas. We're not That's pushing it. every gay person who ever lived together being like, you guys will get along. Oh, 100%. How annoying is We're like, oh, here's my other gay friend. Yeah. Like, you would love him. You yeah. guys should date. He looks like a foot. <laughs> Fuck that. Doesn't matter what he looks like, Adrian, all the time. Show but... me someone hot, cunt. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not sure how that slipped through the uh, this is why Adrian doesn't have a boyfriend section of this <laughs> rap. But yeah. do you now see what I see? 
Yeah. Now you've been forced to stare at yourself in the face through Just the looking glass. Absolutely intelligent, educated, shallow, cute, <laughs> funny, <laughs> with jeans that fit quite well. Definitely well dressed. Yep. Obviously, you know, does a lot of healthy habits. Yeah, yeah, etc., etc. Yeah, we yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, you, yeah. You're fine. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> well, look. I mean, I think that's all we're going to have time for this week. To be honest, it's a bit of an bit of a birthday bonanza for you guys yeah, but you bumper know, extravaganza obviously could have kept going because there's so many such absolutely. as the time Mitchell that you went on a date with someone to the beach and basically left him there because he couldn't swim yeah all the time you had to give a guy a hand job with two fingers and a thumb yeah cool we went there um <laughs> I mean look you basically had sex with a ghost in Lake Tahoe <laughs> so I don't know what that says about you and we both spent a good 20 minutes, I'd say, just reading out reviews of brothels. Which I think we'll do again. I think so. Yeah. I can't wait to hear how Crystal's going. Yeah, watch this space. Look, it's definitely safe to say that we've had so much fun in the last 12 months doing this for you guys. And as I said at the start, we couldn't have done it without you all. We also couldn't have done it without um, some of the amazing guests that we've had. So big shout out to everyone who's been on the show in the last 12 months because we, we love, love you guys. However, this week is about us, not you. You can have your own clip show another time. If you're lucky. If you pay us <laughs> again. <laughs> On that note, guys, if you have been loving our show and you haven't taken the time to get out there and give us a rating or a review if you're using iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please, please, please do it now. It helps us so much more than you know. Basically pushes us up in the algorithm with Apple and allows new people to find us, which is how we grow. So get on to that. Then obviously also head to at message on the machine on Instagram and give us a follow because we post heaps of great stuff every day during the week between our episodes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got some great things coming up from now until the end of the year. So stay tuned, watch our socials because there'll be some info on there. We can finally do stuff again and post about it, which is fuck yeah. It's going to um, be a shock to the system. <laughs> We're coming back with a shebang. <laughs> Booyah. And bring on the year number two. Absolutely. And on that note, I would just like to say, firstly, happy birthday. Happy birthday, darling. Oh, we're cheesing again. Okay, yep. yep. Cool. <laughs> and on that note, good luck out there. Yeah, we'll see you at the next one. This episode was brought to you by Pole Pressed. 